Welcome once again, everyone, to the Grassroots Motorsports and Classic Motorsports Podcast. I'm J.G. Pasterjack. This is the official podcast of Grassroots Motorsports Magazine and Classic Motorsports Magazine. Uh, you may have noticed there was no music introducing this week's podcast. Uh, it's for a very good reason. That's because I am sitting in a hotel room in the beautiful American city of Las Vegas, Nevada, at a BMW press event uh, about a very exciting car that you will be reading about very soon. And um, I forgot to bring some of the music files with me to do the podcast. So I'm getting this podcast updated, uh, but you're just going to have to pretend that there was music at the beginning. And if you like, maybe I'll sing to you later. And really, neither of us want that. Uh, So here's the deal. This is uh, the official podcast of Grassroots Motorsports Magazine and Classic Motorsports Magazine. If you are not familiar with Grassroots Motorsports or Classic Motorsports, please go check out our website at grassrootsmotorsports.com or classicmotorsports.net. And if you would like to subscribe to Grassroots Motorsports Magazine or Classic Motorsports Magazine, both of which are an exceptional idea, I can do you a favor on that, and I can offer you a substantial discount. If you go to grassrootsmotorsports.com slash discount or classicmotorsports.net slash discount, you're going to save like 20% off the cost of a subscription or a renewal if you are a current subscriber to one of our magazines. All right, here's what's going on on the podcast this week. Very, very exciting one. Miss Jessica Laura from eBay Motors. I'm sure I don't have to explain to anybody out there what eBay Motors is. I, I, I doubt there's anybody listening who hasn't bought something on eBay and, and probably something from eBay Motors as well. For the last couple of years, they have been supporters of our $2,000 challenge that we have every year in Gainesville, Florida, where folks buy and build and present for competition and judging uh, a, a car for $2,000. Uh, yeah, that's such a natural sort of tie-in w- with them that a couple of years ago we forged a partnership with them and they've been a sponsor of that event. And they send like four people this year to the event to check it out. And that's for us, extremely flattering because, you know, it's 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 one thing to have have a relationship with somebody, but it's another for this major company. I mean, the, eBay is a major player on the on the American business scene. Uh, for them to send you know four people out to to our humble little event is uh, is pretty impressive indeed. So uh, we sat down with Jessica Laura, who is the uh, I mean, we, we go over her official title in the interview so we'll figure but it's the manager of strategic something something development basically she is one of the people who sit down and decide what is next for ebay in their quest for world domination and uh boy she is she is absolutely one sharp lady i mean she uh just during during this 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 brief chat we had with her which we took place at the 2013 challenge you really got a sense of of why eBay is such a power player. I mean, there there is there's there's no mystery that that boy these 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 Silicon Valley types they are they are sharp baby they they know what they're doing. Uh, so yeah, and and I actually do get her to admit at one point that uh, she bought something on Craigslist. So there might be a little bit of a scandal brewing there, which would be pretty exciting uh, for us to to uncover a major scandal in the the world of eBay. But um, yeah, it, it's it's just really really impressive to listen to 
to some details about their business plan and and where they were and where they're going and then matching that up with how you see reality taking place and and it really becomes apparent that um they are they are a company with a real mission and and they're a company that's on the eBay motor side anyway staffed with a bunch of truly genuine enthusiasts i mean these these, these folks had a fantastic time at the you know the $2000 challenge and they they really got a a good impression of of what some of our readers are like and and why that that event is a is a good fit for their marketing plan and did some seminars on on the best way to sell your car on eBay and and really you know gave us a lot of a lot of secrets in fact you you actually may be discovering this podcast because of a plug in the uh, what was it the April edition of Grassroots Motorsports April 2014 uh which featured a story on the best ways to sell your car on eBay, and uh, there was a, there was a link that led here. So so you may be um, discovering discovering this podcast because of that, or if you're just, if you're listening to this podcast uh, the day it comes out, that is the next issue that you're going to get um, if you are a current subscriber to Grassroots Motorsports. So let us now. Without any sort of musical interlude between this and that, let us go to our conversation with eBay Motors' own Miss Jessica Laura. Enjoy. All right, so we are here with uh, Jessica Laura from eBay Motors. Now, uh, Jessica, we've been working together all weekend here at our at our 2013 challenge, and I I have not quite pinned down your official title with eBay Motors. Why don't you tell tell folks exactly what you do there? We do a lot. I can understand why nobody would pin anybody's titles. So right now, I lead strategy for eBay Motors, and that's both the parts and accessories as well as the vehicle side of the house. Um, specifically, I would say one of the funnest parts of that job is looking over our C to C or person to person, that's the consumer sales side of the house. So we've got our dealer side, you know, car dealers, and our private sellers. So just you and me want to sell a car. Um, and that's a very exciting business, as you can imagine, because it's uh, get all the personalities and the fun inventory. Wow. So, uh, yeah, in the past, gosh, in the past year, I think I've sold three or four cars on eBay and bought one. And I think between between you guys and Amazon, and and PayPal obviously, which is an eBay division, like in the last five to ten years, you've changed the way we shop, and I mean you certainly have changed the way we we shop for for cars. Where, why, why do you think that happens so fast? And and I mean it's a different world than it was five years ago. No, that's a a keen observation. I, I don't have a short answer for it. I think you know if you look at the the number of cars that have been listed listed on the internet in the last 10 years there's really an inflection point right around what was it 2010 where you know if you look at 2003 just go 10 years back 2003 maybe a quarter of all cars being retailed ended up on the internet in some fashion whether it was craigslist or autotrader cars.com ebay um, nowadays, you look at the same uh, measure, and we're up to 77 percent. Wow. So that's you know, it's almost the question becomes which car is not retailed on on one of these portals. Um, so you're right. I think because that has been the the movement in the it's kind of a snowball effect. Um, so you could say supply creates dem- demand, and vice versa, and people will go wherever there's supply, um, and vice versa. Um, so again, from that perspective, if 
more people are listening on the internet, consumers know that's where I need to go to find them and that's where I need to go to sell them. And we just want to make sure that people understand that as they're making their consideration set, we're definitely a, a good place for them. Yeah, okay, so you say 75% of the cars out there are on the internet. Give us give us some numbers if you have them offhand for eBay. Like, what's the percentage of private transactions yeah. versus dealers? You know, high-end cars, low-end cars. What, give, give us some numbers to chew on. Yeah, that's the, the fun with eBay is today I think we've got roughly at any given point in time between one in four and one in three cars will be a private seller car. And if you look at that, by percentage as well as by absolute numbers, eBay has the largest collection of private seller cars on the internet. But how many cars at any given time? I can't tell you that. Okay. That's uh, top secret information. Uh, no, we, we can't disclose stuff that's sort of not available uh, you know, if you search for it. But I can tell you, if you go and look, it's pretty easy to find. If you go and look on uh, any other portal and then you compare that search on, on eBay, you'll find a lot more inventory for private wow. seller car on eBay. On the on the flip side, the, the dealer inventory, I think today we're not a historically dealer side. So that's one thing that I think is going to change. Again, if dealers see that this is the site where they can go source private seller cars, and oftentimes dealers love to get their cars from a private seller. Yeah. So they can turn that around, detail it, sell it back out. Um, so we're actually seeing that dealer movement in the last uh, six months, and we expect it to continue. And uh, I mean, so let's talk about parts a little bit too now. I, I think, you know, for better or for worse, the, the culture of swap meets has has changed over over the past five or ten years you know it, it on on one hand you say well eBay has hurt the, the, the traditional swap meet but on the other hand you say well it's it's just taken the traditional swap meet and it's put it world you know, it's yeah. made it worldwide all of a sudden so what what do you think your relationship is with you know the actual guy selling a, a newer used part yeah that's exciting I I'd... I can tap into a lot of memories there. I grew up going to swap meets and, and classic car shows with my dad. He's a classic Mustang resto guy. Um, so yeah, I, I get that. You're right. There is a sense of bartering and you're always going to get a good deal. I think in its origins, and I want to say back in 97, 98, eBay had a lot more of that feel of, I wonder what crazy part I'm going to find on eBay. And that was largely because there were a couple hundred thousand total parts right. on eBay. Today, if you look on the site, we've got millions. I mean, over 30 million, probably by the end of this year, 36 million. So you can imagine that sense of, you know, the unique, the oddball, the sort of uh, scrappy creative reuse of somebody else's old part. It's still there, but it's been highly overshadowed by new, you know, out of the box, um, direct from consumer. You know, we've got some really awesome guys like Summit Racing and U.S. Autos and these just big conglomerate part sellers. That's right. Um, they do sales. They do. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, U.S. Auto, uh, sorry, not U.S. Auto, um, oh, what, what is it? Uh, I can't remember. But anyway, we've got the, the big part sellers on, on the site today um, and they're selling direct to consumer and certainly they've got their own avenues to do so. But what I think they enjoy a lot is that interest from the consumer side to, to find a good deal, to find the right part. Um, we've got, you know, on the site around 100 million unique users per month, and they're out there looking for these parts, and we keep thinking we're about to hit some some ceiling of demand where we've got, you know, too many parts for too few people, and we have not gotten there yet. So, again, is it the culture of a, a swap meet? 
not so much anymore. But if you want that culture, I mean, you can still find it. You just have to look a little bit harder. Right, and 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 one thing that you guys do is having you know companies like Summit involved in there. If I'm selling a used set of headers, it sort of puts me on equal ground with a major retailer because yep. we're both using the same outlet. We're both, if we're smart enough to use the same same search phrases, yep. you know, we're we're both attracting the same the same type of audience. Absolutely. So, and again, I think you, you, did a, you know, a really good point here, which is if I am that guy that wants the shiny, bright, new snap-on tool, I can find that. Um, if I'm the, the person that wants the, the used wrench, because either for sentimental reasons, my dad used to have that particular wrench and I, I want that old one, um, or because it's a really good deal, I mean, a couple bucks a lot of the time when you'd pay 20 bucks new, Again, it's the only place with the largest collection of used parts and accessories, and that makes it a really cool place to... We've got people who, uh, I wouldn't recommend this, but will end their marriages because they spend so much time on the site. Um, so it's, uh, it becomes an addiction, I think, which is, which is part of what's fun. Well, and, and I, think, I think part of that is the, uh, you know, the, the fact that there, much of your transactions still are traditional auctions and and there's there's certainly that competitive aspect to an auction what what are the breakdowns like now you know with with some of the different areas of what are the how much buy it now stuff how much auction stuff what what's what, yeah, do, a, do, do you do you see the site trending to a certain yes. direction yeah. what's what's going very on much there? so for for parts and accessories i would say by and large you can think of it as a commodity you know the, the price is pretty well defined um especially if it's a new part there's not much uh, arguing if this wrench is going to be $20 versus $100. It may change one or two bucks, but it's pretty well defined. So for that kind of inventory, we actually advise our sellers to just list it as a buy it now. Um, it really reduces, especially for the large sellers. And I just remember which seller I was talking about. Um, it's AutoZone. So AutoZone oh. is on there now too. So if you think about it, it's just like going to the store. You know the price. It's going to be that price. You list it at your price. You know, it's kind of a set it and forget it for the these big... Uh, multi-million dollar sellers. On the flip side, I think um, for someone who's got a unique something, whatever that is, a part or an accessory, um, either because it's vintage or because it's used or in other ways just makes it unique, for those guys we definitely advise using the auction format because then price irrationality kicks in and it becomes more about the competition and your buyers just really want to make sure that they're the guy that ends up with that part at the end of the day. So again, for, for those guys, we would say, go the auction route. If you know exactly how much it's yeah. costing, why would you want to confuse people with a, with an auction when a buy it now would be a better better fit? Yeah. So uh, this is, here's something I, I, uh, I don't want to put you on the spot with this, but you know we have a lot of auction companies that advertise in classic motorsports, um, and eBay has actually been getting a lot of high-profile auctions from from time to time that I see that are that are that are publicized on there so I, I, I guess the the question that I, I'm leading towards is is do you see do you see eBay Motors at some point you know being mentioned in the, in the same same breath as like an RM auctions or a, or, or, or Barrett Jackson like I mean are you are you growing out of that just sort of online auctioner mode to a to a sort of full service, you know, whatever crazy thing you want, eBay has yeah, it for you. Yeah, that's such an exciting question. And, I, and, I love where you're the, getting with that. And the follow-up to that is, whatever your interest is going to be, do you ever foresee any sort of live 
you know, live on location eBay auction take place in a high profile environment? Yes and yes. Okay. So if you've got our competitors listening to this podcast, I'm sure they're they're taking some ideas here. But my goodness, I mean, once upon a time, eBay was the only place where you could tap into a live auction. And we've, again, just been overshadowed by the amount of new buy it now type of inventory, which is great because there's certainly demand for both sides of the house. But I think what I'm really excited about is rebuilding, revitalizing that excitement about Today, if you go on the site, it's the only place that you can find a wide selection of Ferraris, new, you know, newer and certainly the vintage ones, or Maybachs. I mean, really the only place where you can find a dozen Maybachs at any given time. And so people that are selling, again, the exquisite, exotic, you know, unique inventory, they know this is the place to go to. And the buyers that have been you know, around with us for from back 17 years ago, um, they're very loyal, so they'll, they'll, they'll know to find it. But then that still excludes so much potential. You know, even if you look at eBay.com, there's a lot of folks that come onto our site today that go there to buy, a, you know, clothes, shoes, accessories, electronics, and will spend months on end without realizing they could have bought a unique car or even a daily driver on the site. So what I'm really excited about next year and years thereafter is rebuilding that awareness. eBay is where you can come get your vehicles, your maintenance parts and accessories, and when you're ready to sell, right, you know, sell out your car as well, um, and certainly that means both the usual and the unusual. That's cool, and and, and you you do you're not ruling out the, the potential for a live event type component in in there either. It sounds like I'm certainly not. Yeah, that's that's cool. You know, it, it, it it's funny because I've done a couple interviews lately with with different people from different parts of the industry and. Um, like David Freiberger, who's the editor of Hot Rod, or the, the, the one of the editor directors of the Hot Rod magazine brand, really. And um, you know, I asked him, with all this new media, you know, we're not just magazine publishers anymore. We're we're cross media publishers, but we're sort of used to, you know, we do magazines, we do video, we do iPad stuff. What's the next thing? What's the untapped thing? And without fail, everybody is saying events. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's that's the you know the really neat way and and eBay has such a unique perspective because every every eBay auction is an event it's it's sort of a virtual event but but you know there's definitely that potential to add the live component in there oh absolutely I well. mean you know you you mentioned a Barrett Jackson I've again grown up sort of in the the car industry myself so grew up watching Speed and yeah. you know seeing the the Barrett Jackson auctions and thinking wow. So that would be one of those partners that would be personally gratifying and, and would certainly boost the, the coolness factor of, yeah. of eBay Motors, I think. Um, there's an authenticity there that I would love to see. Um, and then again, you know, for, for you as the person selling off your car at a Barrett-Jackson type of event, how fantastic would it be if you had people that were live on site bidding on your car as well as millions of people across the country, across the world even, who were able to see that inventory, it helps you maximize your value for your car. Right? Instead of having five people bidding against each other, you now have millions of people okay. potentially. So what's what's your background like? I mean, talking to all of the eBay Motors guys that have come out to our, our event today, I mean, you're all you all seem like real hands-on folks. Yes. I mean, you're a, you're a, you're a car <laughs> chick from way back. You, yes. What's what? How did you commit commit this thing? Yeah, I would say the the one. <laughs> I'm obviously not a man, so that's a, a distinguisher right there, but. Um, my, I am the oldest of, of three daughters. I think naturally my 
my parents, it would look, just based on the numbers, I uh, kept hoping for a, a boy. <laughs> <laughs> so that did not happen. Uh, after the third, I think they thought, okay, we're, uh, we're calling it quits. They're done. Yeah. they're done. So at that point, I think, you know, they're, they're both young. My parents are looking at each other. My dad's hobby is restoring Mustangs. Right oh, now, okay. I think he's got four. Wow. Um, and it's certainly been the case that he sort of cycles through and just it's his pastime. So he just figured out, you know what, there's no reason why I can't teach my daughters the same thing I would a, a son or sons. So he just kind of let us, you know, hang out and uh, bothered my mom. You know, obviously, I think when your little daughter's learning how to change oil and tires and is hanging out underneath a car instead of playing with Barbies mm-hmm. and learning how to cook, I'm sure it's uh, a little bit weird, but <laughs> she got over that. So what was your path to eBay Motors? What's your what's your background like there? You know, it's funny. So the, the car thing was a, a pastime. Um, I happened to be very good at studies. It just kind of happened. I don't think either of my parents necessarily forced it down any of our throats, but I did well on tests, landed a acceptance letter to Stanford. So I went there, did well enough again, graduated with honors, um, went on to work for NASA for a little bit, um, came back, got my master's. NASA the rocket people, not NASA yes. the racing people. Okay. <laughs> Although I, it's funny you should say that because I, uh, I hang out with, uh, now they kind of merge. But yeah, yeah. NASA the, the rocket people. So I was at NASA Ames Research Center next to, oh, wow. to Google in San Jose. Um, and then thereafter, I got recruited by a consulting company. Uh, they love people that are good with numbers. Um, so I was there for three years and eventually I got recruited by a friend who worked with the head of eBay Motors at the time and said, given your unique background and personal passion for the auto industry, I think uh, that along with your business skills would be a really good combination for, they were looking for a strategist on the parts and accessory side. And I said, tell me when. <laughs> That's very cool. And, and, it, and it sounds like eBay obviously has, you know, has some foresight to go out and find, yes. find some dirty hands types you know, to, to, yeah. to, to lead this thing. So we're, we're doing this interview um, at our 2013 challenge, which, which eBay is a supporter of. And, you know, I, I can't think of a more natural fit for an event and, and, and a company. It was, it was really just a, just, just a great match, you know, when eBay came on board a couple of years ago. Oh, what, what is your impression of, of some of the competitors out here? I mean, did you, did, or, or how does how does the reality of this event differ from your expectations of what you... Oh, that's a great question. You know, I, I came into this event thinking it would be the only type of, uh, again, so I've gone to car shows, they're usually classic hot rods, uh, so they're all glistening and sparkly and perfect in every way. <laughs> I've gone to Concourse d'Elegance out in Pebble Beach, same type of crowd, much, you know, bigger, uh, bigger wallet there, so just perfect cars. Um, and then I've seen the races at Laguna Seca. Um, I went to Formula One last year. So, you know, wow. this is coming into today's event. I've, I thought I had kind of gotten a good breath. Cross section of... But no, yeah. <laughs> this is unlike anything I've ever seen. And I love it. It's, uh, you guys have the most creative, passionate group of people that I've seen under one uh, pavilion for a very long time. I mean, we've, you know, we've, we had a guy who converted his Beetle into what looks more like a Morris. We have uh, some Georgia Tech kids who put a beer cooler to, as their cooling device for their engine block. I mean, it is stuff that I could not dream of, so I, I love these guys. And, and certainly, I mean, they're a very natural fit with, with, with eBay, and I'm, yes. sure, I'm sure you're probably pretty happy going through some of the build sheets and seeing oh, a, yes. lot of, a lot of eBay finds in Oh, there. definitely. So we had two um, sort of discretionary... So there's the the 2013 challenge winner. That's the you know sort of by the books, by the rules type of award. 
Um, and then there's this uh, these two other type of categories that are largely undefined. And I think as we went through the day, it became very clear that there should be some sort of uh, most uh, dedicated eBayer um, extraordinary type of category. Because there are some guys there that have found just about everything on the site, <laughs> which is just really rewarding to, to see that. that that's cool. Uh, okay, so last last question, and, and this, this um, I'm just dying to know personally. Do, do you bristle a little bit every time you hear the word Craigslist? Or how, what, no, what, I, I what, think... What uh, is the relationship between the two? Because they're such different models. They are different models. But, and you know, but people it's, can't help but mention them in the same breath. Not at all, and I think it's... It would be almost like a yard sale versus a you know, a proper store. You know, we're certainly okay. not a store, but it's just a, a different place um, and thing for you. different people, you know, different strokes, different folks. Yeah. Um, so that's how I'd look at Craigslist. They're a good source for, I would say, you've got a, a daily driver kind of car and you just want to offload it and you're not necessarily maximizing your price. Um, they're not that safe. I know personally I've I've sold a lamp um, and a couple other. I sold two couches on, on Craigslist, so I use it. And it's great for the, the bulky items that you don't want to ship across the country like a couch. Yeah. Um, but for things like that, I mean, the risk factor of people having to to come who I don't know and there's not, there's no big brother type of person like and a governing it, institution. It's almost gotten to the point I think where every Craigslist ad is a deeply encoded um, message for some sort of deviant sex act. Well that's, I think, hey, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would hope not when I sold my lamp. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, so that's, I don't think you want to know what's yeah, happened to that lamp. Seriously. Um, so no, that's, that's concerning. I think what we've uh, we thought about that, so in 2007 the, the Craigslist threat as it was called uh, in our eBay strategy decks was very clear. It's uh, here's this growing sort of grassrooty type of website. Do we do we buy it out outright? Do we sort of cross pollinate or attempt to? Do we try to compete? I think the answer has become pretty clear. Is there's always going to be a different place, and you know, different types of people get attracted to different things. Oh. From our perspective, you know, if you really want to maximize the value of what is whatever, you know, as a buyer or as a seller, and you want to get something that is from a trusted source to a trusted source. End of the day, even if it, I mean, we've got, we're the only folks with the detailed seller reviews, right? Yeah. So, and the only person that's like Yelp, basically, the only person that can provide you a, a score is someone you've actually done business with that we as, ver as eBay verify that's done business with you. So it's very gated in that regard. So you know that the scores, you know, after thousands and thousands of interactions glo globally, the seller is probably a good guy. And if and when he happens to somehow get a 99% feedback score on 2,000 reviews and he's still a you know, somewhat deviant character, we'll make it right. Yeah. We pay millions of dollars every year just in insurance premiums. So, you know, for example, on the vehicle side, it's your uh, peace of mind insurance. So you buy a car and the seller says it doesn't have any issues. You get the car, it's got issues, or the title never arrives, or the car never arrives. These are all awful things, but eBay will make it right. So you get up to $50,000 in, in coverage for your car. Bad if you're buying a Maybach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the chances are, it's uh, if you're buying a Maybach, I would hope that you're flying out there and, and seeing it. So who are you guys sort of watching in the industry as, as competition? Who comes up in your meetings? You have such a unique model. And I mean, there are other sort of auction sites out there, but nobody has ever even approached the level of, 
of you guys. So who do you, who do you see as competition? It's interesting. So I, I think on the private seller side, we don't have competition. You know, if you mentioned Craigslist. I would say in terms of inventory, if I knew how much inventory they had, maybe I would try to compete with them. But it's impossible so to find out. Exactly, and that's that's part of my frustration as a. So I would consider myself a millennial, um, and I think I've grown up with computers, and you know maybe not as much as today's youth who have iPads from the age of three. But certainly for me, it's I want access to information, and I guess what I'm driving to is the Craigslist model really irritates me because if I want to know how much a car is worth in Florida versus a car in Chicago versus yeah. a car in San Francisco, so I have to ping pong in and out, which is really tedious. So from my perspective, we've got something that is so far superior that I wouldn't even consider them on the, on the same slate. Now on the dealer side for the vehicles, arguably Auto Trader and cars would be the, the competitors there. But again, we're differentiated in the sense that while they've got the dealer inventory, it's literally like taking a, a newspaper ad and throwing it on, onto the, the yeah. internet. They don't actually have the ability to transact and to purchase that car. So there's still just a very one-dimensional newspaper ad, but digitized. Us on the flip side, we've basically created a real marketplace and had to address all the complications that go along with it, which is, you know, how do you make pay, uh, process payments? How do you get shipping from one end of the country to the other? How do you secure and ensure that that's going to be a, a good transaction between two parties? And then again, you know, just uh, you're actually a real buyer buying from a real yeah. seller. So it's not a, I'm going to give you a call and waste your time. It's I'm actually going to buy a car and I'm ready to commit right now to bid, buy it now, give you the best offer. So from that regard, again, we're the only folks playing in that transactional space. So it's it's hard to say whether or not there's a, a direct competitor. Now, again, if any of these folks built out transactional um, interfaces for their users. You crush them. I, I would think so, <laughs> or you would especially with my giant muscles. Yes. Um, but you know, I we still have first movers advantage, so yeah. we've we've got at least a fifteen year leap ahead in terms of thinking about how to solve all these complicated issues. And creating a marketplace is not an easy task. No. So um, we're not always perfect, but we're very eager to learn and reiterate and, and solve. I mean, that's what this weekend's been all about for for myself and the other eBayers that are here is just learning what works for you guys and and what doesn't. Okay, last thing I swear, then we'll uh, give me give me one tip either from the buyer side or the seller side. What's what this is from somebody who works there? What is your one secret to succeeding at maximizing your eBay, whether it be buying or selling dollar? Oh that, yeah, so this is a debate I had um, with a friend: is don't dissuade your buyer. You know, I <laughs> it sounds really straightforward, but there are. If you know the car in and out and you know that it's going to need a tune-up in 5,000 miles, don't say don't buy this car because you're going to need to tune it up in 5,000 miles. Say this car is probably ready for a tune-up in 5,000 miles. So think about what you're telling people because your natural tendency since you don't know somebody on the internet is to assume that they're, whatever they're telling you is actually sort of the, the peachy approach to it. So if you go out and tell them something that already sounds a little bit troubling, they're going to magnify it and make it terrible. So, <laughs> you know, do yourself a favor and be a true believer in whatever it is that you're, that you're selling. And, you know, our whole mantra is people are basically good, right? So, and I, I believe that. So go out there, buy confidently. If you have a sour experience, we'll make it right. I mean, that's what we spend our, our time uh, 
doing that's why we've got so many employees yeah. <laughs> so yeah just rely on that uh, eBay goodness I think cool. is my go-to Jessica Moore thank you very much for sitting down with us uh, this was this was very interesting for me and uh, thanks for being uh, a part of our 2013 challenge and 2012 and 11 challenges before that we really appreciate that and uh, thanks for talking to us thank you JG privilege pretty cool stuff if I do say so myself so I just actually listened to the uh, the feed while I was doing some editing on it and realized that I started the, the whole thing out with a giant sniff right there and I thought boy that's that's classy but you know what it's real it's gritty so I'm leaving it um, let's see what can we tell you about now uh, look if you've been listening to this podcast we're up to episode seven or so thank you very much we we definitely appreciate it um, grassroots motorsports has been around going on 31 years now classic motorsports has been around uh, less than that, but um, I probably should have looked up the actual number and gotten you a real number before I started that sentence. But it, you know, it's been about 15 years since we we started the uh, the Classic Motorsports magazine. So these are these are magazines that have been around for a while. We're adapting to this, you know, sort of new and evolving media landscape out there. So we're trying to to offer our readers more fun stuff and more contact with with the folks who are making the magazines so we, we really appreciate you guys listening to this please spread the word please send your friends to our website at grassrootsmotorsports.com and classicmotorsports.net we have extremely active uh, message boards and just lots of cool stuff going on you can like us on Facebook both Grassroots Motorsports and Classic Motorsports and um, that's pretty much it. Once again, if you want to subscribe, uh, if you're a current subscriber, if you want to renew and get a great deal, grassrootsmotorsports.com slash discount or classicmotorsports.net slash discount. You're going to save like 20%. It knocks like five or six bucks off each subscription. So uh, it's it's a really, really good deal. And that's just for podcast listeners. That's, that's the bone we try and throw you guys. Um, if you would like to advertise on the podcast, that is something that we can also offer you as well. We would certainly love to to have one of our supporters from the magazine um, come on over to the podcast and we can spread your message in a little bit different way. Or uh, if you've been thinking about advertising in the magazine, this is maybe another way in for you that we can we can offer you some exposure as well so get in touch with us and we can we can hook you up there baby thank you very much for listening i am jg pastor jack this is the grassroots motorsports and classic motorsports podcast we will see you every tuesday with a new and fascinating look behind the scenes of our crazy wacky sports car world um thank you very much for listening and good day